FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head clash there. Oh, very nasty. The crowd love it. They've all taken their angry pills. Smashes him to ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. They smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Step, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. That's the story of my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. Are you kidding? No respect from anyone. That is the story of rugby league, Chris. No respect. And really, rugby league, let's face it, is a mirror of society for its warts, or it's absolute beauty. Uh, whatever goes in society broadly is reflected in rugby league community. We know it. We, we talked about a topic last week. Tell us what it's about. Well, we were exploring the issue of what's an appropriate sledge or insult, Stephen. Yes, and yes. this came off the back of, uh, funnily enough, the dispute between Boris Becker and Nick Kyrgios in the tennis world yes. around the behaviour of the likes of Djokovic and Zerev. Yes. vis-a-vis the coronavirus, a very contemporary issue. And uh, at the height of it, I think that um, Kyrgios described Becker as a donut. A donut. A thing without space in the middle. I mean, the <laughs> humble donut was used beautifully by Nick Kyrgios. And I think the world was shocked to see that Nick Kyrgios was a leader in the concept of using an insult to also organise righteous and virtuous behaviour amongst fellow tennis players who were stepping out of line vis-a-vis the virus. So so Kyrgios is uh, a pioneer in this because he's wanting to make a point, but he wants to use appropriate language. And he wanted to actually build on the famous quote from George Orwell in The Lion and the Unicorn when he described someone as he is simply a hole in the air. Wow. And uh, Kyrgios wanted something that spoke to the modern Yes. Kitties? Yes. And, you know, hole in the air, it's a bit conceptual. Donut, there's your hole. There it is. Fantastic. We understand it. Now, an insult, of course, is uh, can be highly regarded or uh, highly offensive, as we know. Uh, and this is, I think, the issue we'd like to talk about right now. We have to go back to PJ Keating to find politicians <laughs> with, a, with a decent point of view, you know, a limp lettuce, you know, to describe <laughs> Costello, etc. Uh, and it is a fine art form. And, you know, if I could go back, Chris, uh, Oscar Wilde, the simplicity of your character makes you exquisitely incomprehensible to me. <laughs> now, that would go down well on the rugby league field, I think, don't you think? Well, I think they've got time, not with the set restart rule. <laughs> Everything's moving too quickly for that sort of verbiage. Let's go to the 20th century. Franz Kafka. He was a tool of the boss without brains or backbone. Mm. Well, that's pretty hard-hitting stuff, Mm. isn't it, Chris? And, of course, um, uh, 
from Terry Pratchett's small gods. May your genitals sprout rings and fly away. Now, look, if anybody wants to text in with, with a, a great classic insult, please, 0409-945-945. Now, the rugby league play or community, I should say, not so adept, generally speaking. And if we go down the sliding scale of those that target puffed-up, entitled creatures, you know, like Rupert Murdoch's fair game for everybody. Sure. Fair enough. He's earned the right. Trump. Yeah. You know. Fine. G. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Boris. Putin. Putin. Putin, yeah. Because they're men of power, correct? Sure. But if you go down the bottom of the ladder, those struggling at the bottom of society, not fair game. No, no. You, you, there's no intellect brought to bear where you're levelling an insult by trying to liken someone to someone who's suffering from a clear issue, uh, a, a clear limitation. It's, it's not appropriate, yes. Stephen. It's not. Our go. Not our go, so to speak. So if you were to, say, take the one line, you've got about as much charm as the dead slug, which came from the Hunger Games, and directed at the poor homeless man in the street, not appropriate. No, I wouldn't like it. It's not funny. I wouldn't like the Hunger Games either, but... But if you said it to, I don't know, um, you're right, Putin, that'd work well. (laughs) I'd like that. Just roll off the tongue. You might end up in jail for it. It's all around context and intent, Stephen. Right, right, right. And... and, uh, it's fair to say rugby league not littered with literary references in its vernacular. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, John Cleese famously said that every single joke basically is bred in cruelty or based in cruelty, no matter how lame or how strong it is. We remember his great uh, insult as a Frenchman against the English who were trying to invade his castle. I fart in your general direction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the rugby called... league community, not so subtle, would you say? No, nuance is not a word that springs to mind, okay. Stephen. And so when... The average rugby league player wants to express their displeasure. They can be more direct, and I think they can get themselves into some fairly hot water as a result. Yes, exactly. And uh, obviously, you can direct them at the fans, but if you direct to the referee, generally the referees are a no-go zone. I'm not sure you can direct them at the fans. <laughs> well, you, well, if it's, you know, you know, you are a donut. Donut the, is fine. I mean, the fan will we, that. This was the point. Yeah. We provided a lexicon last week yes, we of did. appropriate, no worries, Yeah. Insults and sledge that players yeah. can use on the field against each other, themselves, yeah. the referees and the it's, fans. Is it a little bit like, you know, the vegan sort of situation where if it's got eyes or a face, you don't eat it, you know, or a backbone. <laughs> right. But like, for a example, pulse. if you call someone thick as a brick, that's okay, because what does a brick care? A donut, you know. Well, maybe, yeah, does a brick have feelings? It's a metaphysical exactly. question. Exactly. But I think we've answered no. No, With exactly. the exception of Glenn Lazarus. So when you move out the food chain <laughs> and you say wombat, well, you might take offence if you're a wombat lover. Yeah. But generally speaking, they don't defend themselves. Well, that's probably why you shouldn't do it. I mean, yeah. I, I like the more abstract ones we came up with, like yeah. knucklehead, bullfed and chowderhead. Chowderhead, bonehead. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. What does that mean? That means Knuckle nothing. Dragger, yeah. you know? <laughs> Fantastic. So, but then aren't you then having a crack at the stupid? <sighs> do people of low intellect, uh, should they be protected? Yes. They should be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I would contest that those words are not appropriate anymore. Dumbass is out the window. Dumbass out the window. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> what about... What, what are about... we left with? What are we left with? We're left with confectionery. Confectionery. <laughs> Just sweet products. <laughs> what are you, a twirl? You uh, polywaffle. Uh, Do you hear they're making polywaffles again in Australia? <laughs> yeah, nothing but a polywaffle. This is part of our manufacturing-led recovery on the back of the pandemic. The polywaffle is back. Right, but free speech, of course, is contested here, and we're talking about how rugby league feels. There are certain areas where they should be allowed to express themselves regardless of what the content is. For example, the sacred space of the dressing room as put forward by Wayne Bennett, or the tunnel walking on, or the ground itself. And, of course, now the ground is marked, not just filmed, and that's where Aidan Fenua Blake got into a spot of okay, hot water so, the other so day. Th- so there's, there's a lot going on here, Stephen. I mean, Wayne Bennett put into the lexicon that there are sacred spaces in rugby league, and we've debated what they are. Are yeah. they Northies? Are they the Dubbo Hotel yes. with the O'Neill Schloss incident, etc., etc.? Yes, yes. And the Fenua Blake uh, incident came off the back of 
And we're quite curious if anyone knows if everyone's ever been sent off after full time, which Fanua Blake was. In the wake of the Bradman Best not being penalised for pushing Tavita Funa. Whatever. In the lead up to the no try, hence Newcastle 14, Manly 12. Boil it down, he was upset and he wouldn't have a crack at the ref, even though the ref wasn't to blame. No, it was the video ref. It was Horst Maxwell. (laughs) Or or as uh, Dennis Carnahan revealed on Fire Ups Quite Australia podcast, Caps Lock. It was right. just, yeah. Caps lock. I've, I've reviewed the footage. Uh, he's he's offside. Right. He shouts. No try. The whole time he shouts. Yeah. He's caps lock. Back to you, referee. <laughs> it was Grant Atkins and Fanua Blake blew up deluxe yeah. against him. And um, not only did he swear it in, but he used derogatory terms yes. uh, that were unacceptable. And hence he was marched. Yeah. To the dressing room. Now, the funny thing is, is that we know that certain communities can use certain words. If you were, for example, um, queer, you can use certain terms with your queer community. If you're African American, you can use certain terms with your community. But um, with it, when it comes to disabled language, you're not just really offending the person you're directing at. You're defending a whole community, a very large community of people with disabilities. Correct? Yeah, right, right. No go. It's not on. Not on. Not on. But the line was drawn, wasn't it? The rugby league community couldn't help themselves, could they? No. Well, I mean, can we explore first of all the, the, the feelings of the rugby league community about when a rugby league player expresses himself in what would general society not be acceptable, yeah. a la Fanua Blake, yeah. but no greater an authority than Paul Gallen yeah. had this to say. Oh, yeah. don't start What are the microphones on the field for? <laughs> what, are, what are they there for? Gal, who do you work for? Yeah, yeah, tow the cup with your life. And, and, and I'm here to talk about rugby league. Yeah, but mic- rugby league we're, we're take on, your mic off. But hang on a second. There's only 400 players who can play the game every year. right? That's where it should stay. It should stay on the field. Why does it need a microphone out there? Who pays the bills? Yeah, right. No one. But, but who I don't, else? Uh, well, we the the in, in a couple of years' time, I might change one. But at this point in time, <laughs> Wait, why so, is there needing microphones on the field? So, Gal, bring us you, but you're not endorsing what he I'm said. I'm not endorsing what he said. And two weeks is fair enough. He's, he's done the wrong thing. He'll right. get punished for it. But why should everybody out there hear what he's saying? Why should they hear that? Not everyone can be there. They shouldn't be there. It's part of the theatre. Uh, no, I, I don't agree. I don't agree that... You're a dinosaur. For fine. <laughs> You're a goose for thinking there should be <laughs> microphones out there. You couldn't play the game for a reason. But, but then I can go watch it. And, yeah, I yeah, can and you can close. watch it. I've got no problem with you watching it on television. That's a slur on dinosaurs, Chris. And geese. And geese. And I don't think they were having... <laughs> freedom of expression. Freedom of expression, of course, was... I mean, Madonna famously, you know, Charles Wright sang songs about it, the right to express yourself. You know, public enemy fought for it. Uh, Gal saying he's fighting for it for those elite entitled 400 players that only they should be allowed to express any sort of insult or any opinion really you know like uh, you know Scott Morrison's a goose on the field and and be entitled to it because that's their platform their sacred space right and so Danny Widler and Gal that were there at uh, loggerheads and ended up describing each other as dinosaur and geese that yeah. of itself probably r- involves a separate investigation it does but I thought to me it was interesting what Gal was saying he was sort of saying I've trained for decades to be an elite rugby league player. There's only 400 of us at any time. The sacrifice that we go through, the physical deprivation, the the torture on our bodies entitles us to go out, mm-hmm. say what we like, mm-hmm. abuse what we like, mm-hmm. and you're not entitled to hear it. Yeah. Now, I think there's some problems here, Stephen, because the problem is they were playing at Lotto Land, formerly known as Brookvale Oval, yes. and it is in a community space. Yes. It is actually accessible to the public, not in great numbers right now during the pandemic, no. but if you open it up, to the general public and if they play rugby league in an area that the public can access yes. sure there may well, not be mics there but there'll be lip readers well you know what's happening in you know, Hong Kong right now where the freedom of speech has been shut down where dissent against the, uh, the you know the, the greater good of China has been cut down if that was applicable here if, if for example Gao was playing he walked up to the referee who's the man with the microphone because the players don't have microphones and started to spout sort of you know capitalist dogma 
Would he be dragged <laughs> off and put into the cells or the gulag for the next 40 well, years? I, well, the, first of all, the referee would be absolutely shocked. He would be. Can I just borrow your mic for a second? I want to stand here and put, like, like Soapbox Corner in the domain, you know? Because I've read Gal's autobiography. Yeah, it's a beauty, right? Uh, like heart and soul. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific name. And, I mean, there wasn't much capitalist dogma in that. Yeah. Pretty much Gal's autobiography was this. This happened to me, this happened to me, and then this happened to me. Now, Gal's, of course, not, not saying that freedom of, of speech is a, is a bad thing. He's saying we should be allowed to say it without being listened to. What he's saying is that freedom of speech is fundamental yeah. and the quality and the intent and the calibre of the speech doesn't matter because we're rugby league players and we oh. earn the right... If we want to abuse someone inappropriately... Right. We're entitled to, and you're not entitled to hear it because right. you haven't played first grade. You're right. not one of the lucky 400. So he's saying turn off the microphones. It, it shouldn't even be there. It shouldn't even be is there. It the whole game? You shouldn't right. hear the effects or anything. The whole it's game... interesting, isn't it? Well, we've now proved that you can have simulated crowd noise. Yes. So they just have simulated player, you know... Ooh, uh, uh. What about simulated insults? Uh, well... You're a donkey. You're a donut. Yeah. Uh, chowderhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those sorts of things. Things that would uh, or, eventually pass muster. Or may I quote Ernest Hemingway? I misjudge you. You're not a moron. You're only a case of arrested development. There's a whole TV series in there. Fantastic stuff. But one would ask the question... Does Gal have any children? Yes. Are they fair game? I would certainly um, imagine that the rugby league player would argue yes, because they're <laughs> so um, yeah, they're so full of the belief yeah, yeah. that they should be able to say whatever they like. Now, the trouble is, wherever they like is not really possible, because this incident continued into it grew, didn't it? the sacred space yeah. of the tunnel and dressing rooms of right. Lotto Land Oval. Right, and Bolts Hadley heard this, correct? Well, someone he didn't heard. hear it. He wasn't lurking in the corridor, was he? Well, well, you know, let's face it. If there's no more champion of uh, the, the protection of the innocent and the weak and the defenceless yeah. than Ray Hadley, Ray Hadley who right, was there? He's made a career out of it. And now that, that, that he's on right row, he's listening. I, I really should be listening to him right now, hearing him sticking up for the beleaguered and the downtrodden members of Australian society. Yes, yes, and having a crack at the entitled. White supremacist, no doubt. And now that Alan Jones is not around, who else is going to do it? He's well, a lone wolf. it's almost the last bastion. I yeah. mean, it's basically him and Paul Kent. Right. And and but he's got friends. So he's heard yeah. the Fenua Blake has gone on with further insults right. against the disabled community. Disabled community. Yeah. He's targeted them again, yeah. and uh, he's revealed this after the NRL had already exacted their punishment on Fenua Blake uh, apparently being in full possession of the facts. And he goes, "Well, here are all the facts that the NRL is trying to suppress." This went on in the tunnel. So what does Daily Cherry Evans do, manly captain? Yeah. Sacred space. He Sacred goes, space. As a player, yeah, yeah. if you're in the tunnel... He's been hurt enough. ...or off the field... Yes. ...and venting your frustration yeah. indirectly... Indirectly. ...as Andrew Webster... Not to his face. ...opined this morning. He wasn't speaking to the referee. Who was he speaking to? The universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cherry Evans goes, I feel like that's okay. Yes. Does he need re-education, Chris? Now, look, I admit probably Atkins was probably had his glass up to the wall of the dressing room listening for anything that was being thrown his way. But again, I would argue mainstream society says that type of language, that mm. type of carry-on mm. isn't acceptable no. in society. No. Cherry Evans says, but hang on, it's the tunnel slash dressing room, sacred space. Right. We've got a conflict. But then we had, of course, stepping into the breach, manly legend, <laughs> John Hopoate. And the whole universe knows. I mean, he's one of the most watched rugby league players around the world, correct? Yeah, yeah. For he's his had, antics. He's, he's had a finger in many pies. And, yeah. the, the and he... 
didn't he harass a local fruit shop owner? <laughs> there was some security incidents up at yeah. the cross around yes. the piano room. From yeah, memory. that's right. That's it's, right. It's a long. I mean, Keith Galloway's jaw. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a long list. Yes, and he has expressed himself. But as in the tennis world, when everyone said, "How do we resolve this issue about coronavirus and nightclubbing?" We looked to Nick Kyrgios. Yes. How do we resolve this battle between? It's interesting, isn't it, to see the. Uh, the press sort of uh, uh, limiting freedom of speech. And I guess they're sort of, you know, the AFP raids have really sort of got to their core. So we've got the rugby league player saying we should say everything. Mm. The press saying there are limits on what you should say in uh, the public arena, even though you're arguing sacred space. So we turn to John Hopawati to solve the problem. He says he made the extraordinary claim that it was also, he would have also called referee Grant Atkins a effing disabled person and a effing disabled person part two like a seagulls prop uh, Aden Fenua Blake did he then went on to claim the media were picking on Fenua Blake he'd also given the referee a similar spray <laughs> why he, biggest belief. He likened it to young Corey Horsburgh, the firebrand from yeah. the Canberra Raiders, who gave the double bird and swore at the Carbo cutouts when he was uh, removed from the field against uh, Parramatta out of Bank West. Yeah. Uh, he says, I, I, he says, I think it's all fair game. Yeah. He says, all these idiots carrying on about what he said. Idiots. Wake up. Wake up. Because you probably would have said worse. Exactly. Apparently speaking for all of us okay. now. Hoppert yeah. understands the frailties of the human condition. We're all weak. We all make mistakes. Yeah. We all stuff up. Yeah. And if you're a rugby league player, you should be able to stuff up wherever the hell you like. And the media just pick and choose who they want to hammer, he says. It's, it's, it's a campaign, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. It said it's passion. <laughs> I'm passionate. He was he was passionately de- pissed off at the, at the decision. I've always said rugby league is a passionate game played by passionate people. He's a pork chop. Now listen, it's wonderful. So to get a result, it's wonderful to see the Lord Mayor of Sydney has decided enough's enough. If they want seclusion, we'll isolate rugby league community. And this is an idea that we put forward to Clovermore many, many years ago. Well, that if you want to, if you want to corral, control, and limit the damage, put them in a safe space. So. It's good to see Clover Moore back in the dialogue because, let's face it, Gladys has sort of been taking her oxygen. Yes. And uh, as you said, this proposal was put forward by this show many, many years ago. Clover's had a lot on a plate. Finally, all the bike lanes are done. I had a taxi driver whinge deluxe about the new bike lane in Pitt Street yesterday. Yes. So she's turned her mind to this issue. And she said, well, uh, I, I, I see I'm an acolyte of Peter Volandis. I see rugby league as an income generator, get us our economic recovery. I need to find a precinct that's basically within the Sydney area because we want to make Sydney a destination spot again. And and in some respects, you want to put a bit of light back into Sydney. That's right. And so I need to find a geographic area where there's no discernible life, there's no action, there's certainly nothing happening at night. Yes. What has she come up with? Potts Point. (laughs) Or as (laughs) I Otherwise known as King's Cross. Cross. (laughs) Wall them off. Let them go, hell for leather, turn off the cameras, turn off the microphones, and just let them make hay. You're looking for playing fields. Sydney Grammar has some playing fields down there. Just strip them off them, play yeah. rugby league there. Yep. The rehab centre would be where the fountain is. The station you, next you, door. You, you, you spa, yeah. all, all that sort of deal. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of the, um, the bottle city of Candor and Superman. Oh, I'm not. Rugby league world, Potts Point, let's go. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Away, well, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party.
But we're all Melbournians now when it comes to the challenges we face. We're all Victorians now because we're all Australians and that's where the challenge is right now. <laughs> it breaks me down. It breaks my heart to think that we're all Australians now. And, and as we try and recalibrate the world and we've solved one problem by establishing a separate precinct for a rugby league, it's a what bottle next, world C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to recalibrate what's uh, an acceptable form of insult uh, in the modern vernacular. Modern era, yes. Gee, calling us Melburnians, that's... that's pretty, right. Morris has really had a go there, hasn't he? Well, you know, he's not known as the man for marketing for nothing, is he, Chris? <laughs> he knows how to spin a story, doesn't I, he? I, I, and we're I, all I, one I, big happy family, all in it together. I, I wasn't expecting to wake up this morning to be informed that we're all Melburnians and we're all Victorians. I've no. got to say, Scott Morrison, you might be our Prime Minister, yeah. but you don't speak for me. I'm insulted. Yes, exactly. And this may come on the back of the back of the heels of the AFL, of course, running for cover. Oh. As opposed to standing firm with their fellow Melbournians and going down with the ship, oh no, they're going to flee the state and then base themselves in Sydney, in Queensland, wherever they can get a, a handle, where, a space. Where, yeah. where, they, where they can find a shack and a hammock. Right. And it, 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 you, know, you know what, Stephen? What? I know this, I don't really want to upset you because you're already upset, you're already fired up. <laughs> But you know those four sticks at each end of Henson Park? Yes. Right. Do the names Rodney Dangerfield, funnily enough, and, and Graham uh, Gary Ablett Jr. mean anything to no, you? No, tell me more about this, Chris. They play Educate for the, me. They, they play for the, the uh, Geelong Cats. You're not telling me there's, a, there's an AFL player called Rodney Dangerfield. It's not. What is his name? It's Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> Patrick isn't it? Dangerfield. I, tell you, I tell you what. The Geelong Cats beat Brisbane last yeah, night on yeah. the back of that Rodney Dangerfield's spirit was there. They wow. went up to the umpires when they were down at halftime and said, we get no respect, and they end up winning the game. But So you're telling me the respect given to the AFL at Newtown, one of the heart spots, one of the heart of the heartland of rugby league, has been given over to them. Yeah, so spotted at Henson Park, can I dare say, yeah. sacred space. Sacred space for rugby league. AFL players. We did mention Dangerfield and Ablett Jr. Ablett Jr. walked into the coffee shop I was in yesterday at Surrey Hills, Stephen. Untouched. I rang the authorities. You did. I said, this has got to be a mistake. Right. Last time I led, Gladys said, no Victorians. And now we're all Victorians and suddenly they're in our city and they're on our Henson Park. Wow, that's amazing. Stuff. I mean, now, people like Ian Jessup and Andrew Movius and Stuart Cook and Mark Flynn, they've all written to me saying, how could this be possible? And you know what, Chris? They, 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 the Melbournians. <laughs> no, that's us. That's Because we're all Melbournians. <laughs> yes. You've got me there, Chris. Yeah, we're all Victorians. It would appear that there's been an idea also sort of punted that uh, perhaps because they can't do it in Melbourne, that if there is to be a grand final for AFL, they may do it at ANZ Stadium, the home of the Sydney Olympics 2000. And won't the New South Welshman be upset about that? I don't think so. I don't th- I've got no concerns whatsoever. If they want to take their, their game out of there and, and put some money into our coffers, fine by me. Yeah, I mean, f- because first of all, we don't have to go. We won't go. I mean, I think one of the practical issues uh, about the AFL grand final being relocated to Sydney is... Exactly that. They go, well, if we get 50,000, 60,000 and that's not possible down in Melbourne, then that's a good thing. And yeah. sort of, your, your immediate reaction is, oh, well, this will be money in New South Wales. But yeah. here's the problem. Yes. If they don't let Victorians across the border, yes. who's actually going to go to ANZ oh, Stadium? Yes, only Queenslanders. <laughs> that's, well, well, that's right. And that, <laughs> or, or South Australians or Western Australians. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, yeah. South Australia can't get in there. Or relocated Melbourne's who live in Sydney. But, but, it's, but it's not a bad idea in principle. Yes. And, of course, at the forefront of it, was even the likes of Eddie Maguire saying yeah. it'd be my worst nightmare. He's but a I television can... host, correct? And radio, radio, and radio, host. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And 
uh, and you know, terrific at both disciplines. Yes. He said, I, I guess I can see it. If we can have 50, 60,000, it'd be a good idea. Mm. Not realizing he's being played on this particular issue, Stephen. And you right. know who's playing him? The Overlord. The Overlord himself, Peter Volandis. The head of the new code, Rugby League. I don't want to do an impersonation. Please. Uh, naturally, they'd want to bring it to the best city in the world. I don't begrudge them on that. And they may want to spend some time at the Opera House in Sydney Harbour rather than some of their landmarks. I welcome it. It's the best city in the world. We should have a few second-rate events. That's no problem. Well, I've got a problem calling it a second-rate event, Chris. It's fourth-rate. It's fourth-rate. I mean, the A-League, if they can get their act together, they may come in second or third. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, women's rugby league. Second. <laughs> That's right. One day first. And, and of course, Volandis went on to talk about Eddie himself. Yeah. And he goes, I think the AFL is very, very fortunate to have someone like Eddie Maguire. He's a personality. He has the sport in the headlines all the time. I love the way he tries to get under our skin, and I wish we had someone of a similar stature in rugby league. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a lack of nuance in the modern day. That's got to be sarcasm, right? Got to be. It can't can't be be serious. No, no, no. He's just playing with them like a cat with mice, isn't he? (laughs) Uh, But it does come with, I think, conditions, Chris. If they want the AFL grand final to come to Sydney, there are. given that we're all Melbournians, we're all going to vote on this. And we're all Victorians. We're going to trade. We're going to horse trade now. Now, first off, Chris, uh, I think um, ACDC Lamway goes. Right, so Volandis has said, you've, this is like a distressed asset sale. Yes. Uh, Victoria is closed forever, I imagine. It's not yes. just the foreseeable future. You need to get some revenue into your coffers. And so he goes, I'm, I'm not going to take one second-rate event. I'm going to take a package deal. Yeah. So it's the AFL Grand Final. Yeah. ACDC Lane, relocated to Burwood. Burwood, Burwood, yes, yes. Your the idea, home of yeah, turn that into a, some sort of uh, theme park precinct, yeah, tour precinct, destination, yes, bigger than, bigger than a theme park, you know, retail, residential, yeah, cafes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, concert venues. Can you imagine the whole of Burwood wearing devil's horns at night? <laughs> That's right. What a better sight could there be? There's something going around on, the, on YouTube. And a big of, inflatable. Is it Josie? Rosie? Rosie? Rosie, Rosie, flo- Rosie? Floating above Strathill Station. <laughs> There's, there's a thing going around on the internet right now of a thousand people mass playing yeah. uh, Highway to Hell on guitars. And, Get them all. Yeah, and, and imagine how school kids are going to love that. <laughs> Terrific. They'll go galore, go nuts around the, the neighbourhood. The, the Malcolm Young Library. Yeah, yeah the library. Yeah. <laughs> the Bonds, the yeah. Bond Scott Restaurant and yeah. Bar Complex. And surely there's, is it, was it Phil Rudd that went, went crazy <laughs> in New Zealand? Phil, well, that'll be the Phil Rudd School of that'll the, be the local cop the shop. That'll be the local cop shop. Okay, cop shop. <laughs> the Phil Rudd Police Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's one other thing that Valencia is going to bring in the package deal, Stephen. Yeah. His initial idea was to upset the Melbournians and the Victorians, which we all are, by having the Everest race up against the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. But I believe what we'll be seeing this year yeah. as part of the package deal, ACDC Lane to Burwood, yep. AFL Grand Final to ANZ, yeah. and the Melbourne Cup will be run first Tuesday, November, in Sydney. Same name? Of course. Of course. Fantastic. Uh, first question comes from Jolly Ramon. VK? Considering Paramount... Jolly Ramon, not Joey. What's that? Jolie, yeah. There's an L in there, yeah. You don't know who Joey Romain is either, do you? No. No. (laughs) Anyway, go on. Musician? Something like that. Wrestler? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't know.
And she just had one question for you, and that is, are you fired up? Are you fired up? Are you fired up? Are you fired up? I love you. Let's keep moving forward. God bless you. That's certainly better than make America great. Let's let's keep moving forward. Of course, is the mantra of Don Draper in Mad Men, Stephen. Yeah. But if you actually watch that show, it, it describes a ten-year story arc where every other character moves forward and Don goes nowhere. Oh, looks dear. the same, dresses the same. It's a it's a metaphor for life. But I tell you what, if You're I'm not suggesting that Barack has gone nowhere. Uh, no, I'm not. And what I'm actually suggesting, mm-hmm. that he did keep moving forward. And if I'm Joe Biden, I'd be hopping on the fire up chant yes. quick smart. Yes. Because uh, it's been revealed that Make America Great Again, believe it or not, was actually not a Donald Trump invention. No. Mm. He's not as original as we thought he was. This is Fire Up. Uh, my name is Stephen First with Chris Scale each week here on FBI. And we've got a couple of texts. One of them says, yes, Fire Up's back. Uh, well, okay. we get out of the habit. It is yes. good to be back. We've been back for a while, but it's great to but be recognised. We, we, we appreciate it. We were, we, you know, we were in, in dark space for a while. I tell you what, mm. uh, you know, you know, of, of all the things around being locked down, mm. and you know, and, and apparently we are all now locked down again because we're all Victorians and Melbourne, Melbournians. Yeah, yeah. Not doing this show, Stephen, yeah. was probably the highlight. But anyway, I've accepted it. I've yes. accepted my fate and I'm back. Yes, you have. Yeah, <laughs> now you've got to work hard again. It says, fire's back. The only place I can hear Ernest Hemingway and Hong Kong, a capitalist dogma, brought up in a conversation about NRL best show on the station. I'm sure he's biased, Chris. Sure. <laughs> and, or she. And, and I, just want say, to say, I just want to say, hi, Mum. Yeah, I hope I, you're well. Yeah, thanks for the text, Mum. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, there's someone here. In a press conference during a Super League war, Fatty Vorton to Piers Ackerman. Shut up, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> okay, language warning on that well, one. If, if, if they put rugby league into the, uh, the uh, King's Cross bottle, yeah. totally acceptable. Thanks, Jim. That's great. Uh, yeah, look, as I said, it's a, it's a, very, it's a shifting scale, the insult, as wow. to who you're talking to, where you are, and your position according to the person you're insulting. You know, I read... It's, I don't want to get too highfalutin here, no. Stephen, but I read a lecture by Brian Eno last night. Did you? And he says, perfume, you can't actually put perfume in a scale. It's too difficult. You can't get reference points. You can't say this smell is like that smell. No. It's it's impossible to catalogue. Can't you just say one's more acidic and one's sweeter? He said, no, you can't. One's and sour? It's, and if one's... it's Brian Eno, I, yeah. I accept it. Okay. And I feel that the insults in rugby league are uncatalogable. Yes. And therefore, there is the only solution, and that's the will always be known as the Clover Moore solution. Well, that might also suggest why there's no book on it. On perfume? No, on in, in rugby league insults. <laughs> well, there's there's a gap in the market, Stephen. <laughs> but it would be really, really tricky. If, if I could have my way with an insult right now, Please. I'd like to have a crack at the chooks. I was going to say have a go at me. But no, you the know. chooks, if I could. Oh, did you watch that? Did you watch that rubbish dish up last as, night? As Pat, Pat produced it. What a stinker of a game for the <laughs> for the audience. And I'm thinking um, that is the essence of being. Um, I think the Australian does the Australian spirit. Dare I say? Not the Melbourneian spirit, but the Australian spirit is to back the underdog. Yeah. We don't want to see the tall poppy. We no. chop them down, right? No, no. Chooks are now in that category. Well, they've always been in that category, haven't they? The, I mean, their, their head's not in their clouds. Their head's in the ionosphere. They're that high. The ionosphere? You know, they're, they're really they're just... They're bumping into space junk. <laughs> they are right for a chop down. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, apparently, the poor Chooks endured an 18-hour odyssey for the Thursday game. We're encouraged to bring their... Okay, so um, because of the current 
restrictions, which uh, Nathan Heimish was blissfully unaware of last night yeah. when he was interviewing uh, Ikevalu, who scored five tries, who cares, and Luke Carey. He goes, what are we doing, boys? Off to the Mare Cow nightclub or just back to the hotel? And they go, no, Nathan, we're back on the aeroplane. There's a pandemic. Right. right. So it's an 18-hour trip for the Chooks. The Mad Cow nightclub. I want to go there. Oh, Is yeah. it still operating? It's still operating. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, Bring that to King's Cross. Socially distanced, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, so, well, again... Can, it, how can mad you, can you be? Can you still call it the mad cow? I, I don't think you can. No, sedate cow. I believe, the cow chews grass all day long. Th- things evolve all the time. The club was originally called Mad Cow's Disease, but that didn't work. That didn't sell. Uh, but, but anyway, 10 o'clock, the alarm goes off, the roosters prepare yeah. and leave home, and they arrive and assemble yeah. at Bankstown Airport. Oh, the poor dears. So they've got to get out of their bed of all clues or, or <laughs> Clavelli. Uh, get to Bankstown. The, they, the GPSs they, will be they, going nuts. They go past the, the literally straight to the Chardonnay, don't they? They go past the latte to Chardonnay and then straight into the driver's car, the limo, the stretch, the, the Lamborghini, <laughs> the Mercedes, the Audi. White this year, apparently. There, there was a traffic jam on Anzac Bridge about oh. 10.30 yesterday morning because all the roosters thought that there was some, they were expecting some sort of border security they had to go through. So yeah. they were slowing down, yeah, yeah. waiting to be sort of pushed aside yeah. before they went to Bankstown. Exactly. So Bankstown, then what? Well, they, they assembled and they were dressed by the coach. They were dressed by... <laughs> Can I quote? <laughs> Tomorrow's game day, Except there are no today. excuses on game day. Whatever weather conditions we face, <laughs> and however you feel, it has nothing to do with you getting to the top. There are no reasons why you can't get there, so don't give it any energy. Whatever happens, whatever gets thrown at us, we get to the top. As a team, we will find a way together. Quote Mount Kilimanjaro speech, the famous, Trent Robinson. The famous uh, Mount Kilimanjaro speech, which is about what was happening tomorrow on top of an icy mountain, Robbo just doesn't repurpose. He uses the same speech even though playing today and they're playing in a tropical zone, i.e. Townsville. I can tell you this, Chris, but it seems to work. <laughs> well, well, they um, arrive in Townsville yeah. and then the, the, the bus departs for Queensland Country Stadium, as it's now known. I think yeah. it might be Queensland Bank Country Stadium. And then Robbo gets on the mic in the bus as they're heading to the stadium and he has Tomorrow's this to say. game day. Exactly. He does not, does he? He does. He does it again. But now they go, well, where's the mountain, Robbo? I can't see the mountain, now, let alone the top of the mountain. Now, now, the highlight of this, it's now quarter past three in the... I think it was actually later. I think the plane was delayed. But what happens is they get escorted to a particular area within, a corporate area within the stadium and they get an afternoon nap. Yeah. Oh. So they've provided inflatable beds. But yeah. this is this is the fine detail that yeah. the politest led roosters and the Robbo-inspired Tomorrow's Game Day were yeah. on an icy mountain Kilimanjaro yeah. approach. Each player is allowed to take a personal item with them to yeah, allow yeah, them yeah. to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if you're a thumb sucker, Chris, no. but as a child, you want some comfort. Yes. Something to sort of sort of cuddle, yeah, so Luke, smell. Yeah, so Luke Carey took Big Ted's. Big Ted's. His teddy bear. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Tupanua yeah. had his blankie. Blankie, yeah. And it's not well known, but Tedesco, mm. afraid of the dark. Uh, I, a Balmain jersey? No. No? <laughs> well, yeah. no that would really scare him. Yeah. No, he had uh, his play school themed nightlight. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did the others go, can you shut up? <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, can you turn that light off? And are they sleeping out in the field? No, they're in the corporate area. Oh, the corporate area. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, it's not like, and you remember Robert used to take them to Allianz? And now, this yeah. year, he did take them to Allianz again, even though it's a dust bowl? I guess they're finally getting that this Kilimanjaro speech is a metaphor. Any occasion, it, it'll apply. Team heads to dressing room for pre-game preparations at 6pm. They're addressed by the coach, Trent Robinson. Yes. Tomorrow's game day. Right. Yes. <laughs> We're heading to the top. It's another journey. Every day's a journey. And, of course, they just walloped North Queensland, who were on 
Well, they were mad cows, weren't they? Well, the hapless cowboys, and I wonder, if, and I wonder how long cowboys will last as an emblem for a team. Yeah. But that second half, Stephen, was excruciating. And mm. I'm on a WhatsApp group with some Roosters fans, and they're trying to tell me that this is the future of football. <laughs> well, if that's Volandi's ball, if that's entertainment, I think I'm getting off. It is, as we said, a mirror of society, Chris. What's happening is the haves are, have, are getting a, a bigger slice of the pie, if not all the pie. The have-nots are struggling all around the world. You look at all those dictators, fascist dictators from Duterte to, you know, Xi to... Putin, well, not Trump so much, but basically the have-nots are really struggling right now. Don't be surprised when the GOP gets together at the big Republican Party rallies to, I assume, reconfirm uh, Donald Trump as their nominee for the presidential elections later this year. He will announce at that gathered throng, yes. might be a little bit down a la Tulsa, but he will announce the set restart rule. Right? He goes, America needs to set restart again. Yes, yes. And you'll hear that ominous sound. <laughs> Yeah. The world's in trouble. The world is in trouble. So, uh, and the embodiment of, of course, the haves is the chooks. And as you said, it was very difficult to watch last night. Very difficult. It's only going to get worse, Chris. Yes. I hate to tell you that. Yeah. So, therefore, by the end of the year, there'll be I'd probably at least... How many teams are there again, Chris? Well, there are 16. I'd say about 12 will just be demolished. Yes. Barely able to, get, to score a try, let alone to stop the top four. Inevitably will be, you know, the chooks and probably Melbourne and maybe Para... There's a whole bunch of dark horses trying to fill that other mm. position there, mm. you know, two positions. But, you know, for a game that prides itself on at the start of the season, anyone can win the premiership, yeah. isn't it? Anyone can win the premiership, but pretty much the Storms and the Roosters. So do you think the Volandi's ethos might backfire on him? No, no, because it's the key of the conspiracy, Stephen. He's absolutely wanting to deliver four things. The AFL Grand Final, yes. ACDC, yeah. Lane, Lane the Melbourne Cup, Melbourne Cup, and a premiership to the Roosters. Chris Gale, it's a very troubled world. We're out of here. I'll have trouble sleeping soon. Okay. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!